Peggy, you coming up? Come on up, Peggy. Peggy's going to share something of what God's doing. And if you are, there's three others, just two-minute testimonies. If you know that's you, be ready to come on up in a moment. Um, that would be marvellous. But Peggy, if you're able, don't rush. Come on up the step. There you go. You gotcha. Well done, you. Thanks, David. I haven't stood up here and looked at people this way round for quite a long time. It's quite a sight, isn't it? I know. They're quite lovely, really. It's a lovely sight. When I first came to know Jesus, it was in a very personal way. It was against a background of privation, wrestling, loss, and the rubble of war. Bristol was a mass of bomb sites as World War II had just ended. So that was a long time ago. My first sensation after giving my heart to Jesus was a feeling of safety. All was well. I was his. It, was, it meant a lot at that time. And that wonderful knowledge has come back to me again and again. But especially lately in my journey with Jesus, in recent weeks I've heard his voice calling me again. On September 6th this year, we had a lightning strike which took out our phone and internet. I felt the loss of a means of communication. Communication is so important to all of us how important it is that we can share the hope that we have with this troubled world. On September the 8th, Jesus spoke these words to my heart. That which has been entrusted to you must be passed on to others. What's been entrusted to me? But that same day, we lost our lovely Queen Elizabeth. And at just about six years her junior, (laughs) how long have I got to spread the good news? A few days later, Jesus said to me again, very plainly, the people that cross your path are not there by accident. I want you to pour into those who are drawn to what you carry. So I thought, what did I carry? I carry a spark that God ignited years ago. So I will pass it on. But he made it clear that it had to be his timing and not my impetuosity. even though I wanted to respond to him right away. You can put your foot in it sometimes if you do it too quick. (laughs) But God has his perfect timing. On September the 28th, I had a wonderful picture that has not left me. And it's okay, I'll share that with you now, because I think it probably speaks to every heart here. I was in a huge church 
it wasn't this one because it had huge oak beams arching over the roof like that, great big ones. And it was so big, I felt really small inside it. <clears throat> when those beams started heaving, I was frightened the whole thing was going to collapse. But then I realized that I was in the lung. They were ribs, God's lung, and he was breathing. Just as he breathed into Adam, the breath of life, and Adam became a living soul, or he breathed, as it says in John 20, just as the Father sent me, I'm now sending you. In taking a deep breath, he blew on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I send you to preach the forgiveness of sins. Wow. Just amazing. He spoke that to my heart. And as I've been singing for weeks and weeks now, with every breath that I am able, yeah. I will sing of the goodness of God. So this week, with the help of my lovely daughter Rosie, we're going to start a course called Sharing Jesus. And um, in that course, we're going to help and train two people to share their faith to the people who God will send to us. So I can tell you that I've never felt so weak, <laughs> but I've never felt so safe. I know it's what he wants me to do. Trusting him is everything. It's just wonderful that we can, totally. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much, Peggy. Uh, Peggy, may I just ask, Peggy, how old are you? Do you mind telling this long? Ninety. Ninety. <laughs> Ninety years old, the Lord goes, will you pass on what I've given you? Will, will you share how, how you love others, how you lead people to Jesus? Will you pass it on to the next generation? And Peggy, rather than going, well, hang on a minute, I want to watch TV, has gone, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And he'll be with you. So we pray, Lord, just bless and fill Peggy now with your Holy Spirit. Be with her as she shares and passes on the spark that you put in her. And help us all, Lord, just to be encouraged by this witness. To realise that you call each one of us to play our part, unique as we are, gifted by you. And to do the thing that you're calling us to. So, Lord, would you bless Peggy and her time with these two people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Matt. God bless you. Thank you. Can you give me a hand? Yeah, absolutely. David's here. Look at that. Come on up. Thank you, David. Might have. You alright? Fantastic. Alright, so we've got three short testimonies. We're going to have to keep these short. Time is against us, guys. But I'd love you to hear these. Um, so I'd like to invite up uh, Sue. And then Brenda, are you here? There's Brenda. Here. Hello, lovely. Sorry, you sat right there. I can see the wood for the trees. And then um, we'll hear uh, 
as uh, who else have we got here? And Trevor as well. Is Trevor here? Yes, fantastic. Thank you. That's perfect. We're going to need to keep these short, guys. If that's okay, can't be a 10-minute preach each. It's going to have to be two minutes just to give the nub just what it is that God's been doing. Um, and then, yeah, that's marvellous. Thank you, um, Sue. Well done for coming up. It's great to have you up. In 1999, Ian and I moved to America, and we thought for six months it turned out to be 20 years. So we were away from family. I've, I'm one of five. Um, I've got two brothers, and well, I did have two brothers and two sisters. In 2015, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, which was really, really hard, being away from family. Um, But we were in a brilliant church, and the church really helped us through that time. And I went through quite a lot of awful treatment. And while I was in hospital once, one of my friends came round, who is an artist, and she painted that for me while I was half unconscious. I've had it in my life ever since. Um, and I was diagnosed about two weeks later. My eldest brother in England was diagnosed with cancer too. He didn't make it, and it was so hard talking to him. And we FaceTimed, and every time I said my news was good, and his news was getting worse, and I said to him, I just find it really hard to talk and believe why God's not healing you. And he said... Susan, because he always called me Susan, he said, if God's choosing to take me home and I'm really ready to go, I want to go to heaven, and he's keeping you here, your work is not done, so watch out. So that's why, <laughs> so that's why I'm here. I'm not a speaker, <laughs> and um, I just felt I needed to share how the church over there were just absolutely brilliant, and they really took the place of our family. So do something. If somebody, you feel somebody needs your help, even if it's cleaning toilets, they came around and cooked and housework, yeah. gardening, anything, took me to surgery. And so it was lovely. Thank you so, so much. So do your Steve. job. Good morning. My two-minute testimony also begins over 50 years ago when I had two major operations on my right hip that were not successful, resulting in the need for total hip replacement. Over the following years, I continued to have replacements until I was on hip number five, which was a challenge. (laughs) Unfortunately, early in the morning on Wednesday the 21st of September, I fell and broke it. Not good news. On the Friday morning of my surgery, my consultant came and said he was very sorry but he was totally certain that he would be unable to fit another replacement as there was not enough viable bone left in the joint. However, he would carry out another procedure that would hopefully enable me to walk. Many hours later, I woke to find that he had managed to fit a sixth hip replacement. Praise the Lord. He had the weekend off, but on the Sunday evening he came to see me, and he seemed as amazed as I was that he had managed to do this. So I told him that I had lots of people praying, to which he replied, me too. (laughs) We have a God of miracles, and I am humbled and so thankful to be the recipient of this amazing one. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. Thank you all so much for all your prayers. Bless you. Trevor, do come up. You're able to keep it short as we're going to close our service not too long from now. So 
just a couple of minutes, that would be marvellous. Thank you. Come on up, my friend. Yeah, do you want this one or this? If you can stay still, it's that one. If you want to hold... Yeah, then then you you want to wiggle around, hold that one. Right. Um, uh, It seems to be all the oldies um, testifying today. Um, I am uh, 83, and uh, so uh, it it seems to me that the Lord says, you're you're not done yet, Um, you know, that um, I still need you. Uh, to do things. Um, So, uh, just under three years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, bowel cancer. Um, Praise the Lord, the Lord saw me through that. And um, the the pastor in Gloucestershire, the church I attended then, he said it was a miracle trouble because you didn't have all the procedures afterwards that most people do. So I praise the Lord for that. And uh, then um, things were going along merrily. And over, probably over a year ago, um, I had a heart attack. Um, And uh, I was absolutely useless, my dear daughter. She came in to Gloucestershire and picked me up and brought me here. And she looked after me and Colin too. And they were so good. And Colin has her own health problems. And she was helping me along the road. But now I overtake her because I am strong. And well, the Lord has done that. And um, uh, because now I feel that the Lord has a ministry for me to do, and I need that strength, and I've started um, procedures of prayer walk in the area that the Lord wants me to, to administer to. And so I praise the Lord for that. I just need the energy for that sort of thing. <laughs> praise God. And I love him. And if you really need um, healing, I'm sure people will pray for you after the service here. And those that know that they really need Jesus and they've put it off. I feel the Lord is saying that to me, that you who've put off making Jesus Lord of your life, now is the day. Now is the day of acceptance. So please come afterwards and somebody will lead you to Jesus. Amen. Amen.